The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We've got fab results. I suppose we're going to talk about some standings tonight, too. we got the Warriors tying up Boston, making it 1-1. So I'm in a good mood. Hopefully everybody else is. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about a bunch of baseball. All of you coming up next. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If uh, you could please rate or review the podcast, it does help us a lot there. If you enjoy listening to, listening to us all season long, can leave a bunch of stars, a nice comment does help us out a lot, helps people find the podcast, which is also a very good thing, too. Uh, if you happen to be watching us live, uh, watching the video, feel free to uh, comment, chime in, any questions, comments, concerns, etc. I'll be happy to, happy to interact there. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, we thank you for that, too. Jeff, Sunday night. It's June. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Tired. Uh, had another soccer tournament this weekend. Uh, five down, one to go. Uh, our team's actually playing one more, but we'll miss that one. But we, talk, uh, we talked off air. Tell us what uh, tell us what your daughter's record is in their tournament so far. Uh, well, we lost today, so our well, first. I want, loss. I want overall record. Eighteen, uh, one and one. We're good. I'm gonna um, go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's pretty darn good. Yeah, so tough, tough day, but you know, teaching moment, right? Uh, you know, team played a different tactic against us. They did it specifically for us, which, in a way, is an honor right there, especially when you're talking youth soccer. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good day. I uh, just we yeah, have, we got out coached, so when, we'll, we'll when do teams better. Have to go like Steph Curry boxing one on you. You know, you're doing something right, right? Yeah, exactly. That how how well how well did that work out? By the way, um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so after going 18-0-1, are kids upset to lose? Or they're kind of like, yeah, I was going to happen yeah. at some point? All right. Yeah, I mean, especially in the moment. I mean, yeah. it was frustrating. I mean, <coughs> we just – we had a million shots, million opportunities, just right. couldn't finish. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they they handled it pretty well in stride, uh, all things considered. I mean, it, it, it's been a joy of a season. And, you know, it, it's pro- I'm surprised we didn't lose an earlier one. Right. And I'm also surprised we lost this one, if that makes any sense. that's awesome so yeah uh hopefully for the uh, benefit of your team none of them are angels fans jeff because it is rough in anaheim right now they have now lost 11 in a row and it seems like each one is more impossible today they lost on a a bryson stott three-run homer after they after joe madden took rizal iglesias out after 27 pitches and brought in uh herget uh gave up a three-run bomb it's funny you and I talked about we're like the Angels are hanging in there against the Astros a couple weeks ago, and suddenly yeah. you blink and they're eight and a half back. They're one under five hundred. Um, the AL West looks like it's actually over. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just 
and we knew they were probably not going to be able to hold up, but I didn't think right. it would be in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. 11 in a row, that's hard to do. And Trout hasn't had a hit in a week. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's as long. He's like 0 for 25 or something, his longest hitless streak ever, I believe. Yeah, the Yankees did a number on him. Um, and then now everybody else is doing a number on them too. So uh, I, I, I have very few answers. You know, yeah. Thor is not is dropped off, which we kind of expect a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Iglesias blowing it today. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then I just, I thought the hook was too fast. He got the out in the eighth. And then, I mean, he hadn't pitched in nine days. He didn't pitch the last nine losses in a row they had. He's at 27 really? pitches and you're bringing in Bry- Bryson Stott comes up. They're nine hitter. He's a lefty, but you bring in Herget, Herget, however you say that. I just, at 27 pitches, I think I just let my guy, my closer, finish it right there right like we win or lose with him on the mound it wasn't like he was at 46 pitches it's just uh, it seemed like a really odd move and uh maybe madden I just trying to outthink he, everybody i don't know i'm not gonna really hang this one too much on madden though because i mean iglesias did give up the granny to uh harper to Bryce, it was, yeah you know and he i think and he did the right thing in terms of bringing iglesias into that situation it just Agreed. didn't work out we yeah. saw a couple of situations like that today saw the mets too where they uh they the brought in Diaz for the yeah. eighth but now that was a little different because they were losing when he got up. So I don't think they thought they were going to have a bottom of the ninth. So I, I wonder yeah. if they were ahead, if they would have done that. But yeah, I mean, I think once he warmed up and he had the top of the order, you go through that. But then, you know, then, then Lugo, uh, then Lugo ends up blowing it the ninth, but then they, uh, they did come back and win that game. Right. Uh, they yeah, did. The Mets, the Mets won they the 10th. So yeah, they, they split yeah. with the Dodgers after losing those first two games. The Dodgers got swept by Pittsburgh. It looked really good beating the Mets twice. And the Mets came back uh, pretty good. That was a pretty good series in, uh, in Dodger stadium this week. Yeah. Yeah, uh, indeed. And the Dodgers, uh, you know, they played 31 games in 30 days. They ended up like 19 and 12 in that stretch, but they lost five of the last seven this past week. I- I'm going to give them a pass. Uh, yeah. That they're, they're not in the same case. I'll say this about the Angels. Despite, it, it's pretty damn hard to have an 11-game losing streak and still have scored more runs than you've allowed this year. That's true. Their 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 run differential is plus eleven. Shows how well they were playing before the streak. I mean, they were yeah. or were they twenty seven and seventeen? They're playing really well. It's just it's hard to lose eleven in a row in a season and and come back from that. It's just like if you just like manage to win like three or four of those. If you're like four and seven, three and eight, like that's not that big a deal. But God, zero and eleven just just kills you. It, it doesn't get much. And check this out: their next nine games are against four against the Red Sox three against the Mets and two at the Dodgers. Oh man. Yeah. So, I mean, they're home finally, but I mean, still it, the opposite of a, of a soft landing spot coming out of uh, coming out of that streak for sure. Yeah, they're, they're not out of it yet. Perhaps. It's funny. You mentioned the Yankees earlier. Um, you know, we think of the Yankees, we think like these guys hit so many home runs. We think about Aaron judge and his 21 home runs. The Yankees pitching is just freaking insane right now. I can't, it's just, it's so good. Their, their team yep. ERA is two, seven, three. In yep. the American League, they're, they've, uh, they're better than the Astros by like 0.18, and then it goes down. They're like 0.5 ahead of any other team in the American League. They're all their starters. I think I think Jordan Montgomery is the was even at 3.04 before today. I guess he probably went down a little bit, but that's their worst starter area of their five guys. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy how well they fish. He's at, yeah, he's at 3.02 right now. He's uh, he's bringing up the rear. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that, it, it's really nuts. It really is nuts. Uh, and this is why the you know the offense has picked up around baseball a little bit in the last yeah. month or so too. It's not quite happy fun ball. It's like merry, yeah, kind of sort of mildly pleased ball. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of a synonym for fun, but uh, you know I'm I'm not thinking very clearly tonight. So, but it, it's it's not quite there. But it, it's but it's still... definitely not April fifteenth ball at the moment either. No, no, yeah. it's not. 
I mean, you look at the starters. I mean, Jordan Montgomery's got a 1.01 whip, and that's the worst whip of their starters. And it's it's crazy. And then you got Clay Holmes comes in as the ERA's 0.34. Michael King has, you know, top five strikeout percentage out of the bullpen. And this is doing this out without Aroldis Chapman. They're doing it without Chad Green, who's had who having Tommy John. I mean, it's just it's crazy how how many how many arms they have all over the place. It's uh it's kind of fun. I like Jamison Tyon a lot. Severino coming back. It's good to see some yeah. of these guys uh, you know come back and return to being really really good. Um, always a matter of health with uh, some of these names, but uh, I don't know. You get in a playoff series, these guys are healthy. They're gonna be tough to beat. Absolutely, absolutely. They're they're rolling right now. Uh, and they're doing it with some guys out. No Britain all year. Chapman's out still, and he yeah. was bad before that. Do you, uh, do you, since we're talking about, bad. do you think Chapman, what do you think happens when Chapman comes back? I know he's throwing right now. He's, a, he seems like he's, he's the arms fine, just the Achilles. Um, do you think they just stick with Holmes? Do you think they share it? Do you think, I mean, Chapman had a quote saying, you know, he doesn't care what he does as long as, you know, they're all pitching well in the bullpen. Uh, what do you think the Yankees do with that situation? I, I've been on record and I, I was kind of like hot takey on Sirius XM this week saying that there's a non-zero chance Chapman doesn't get the job back. Uh, first of all, he wasn't pitching that well. You know, he may not have blown a save technically. I, but... I definitely think it's non-zero, but would you, where do you put it in the, if you had to stick a number on it? Cause I think it's, I think it's more than 50% that home. They, they let Holmes keep it right now. You're in my camp then. Okay. Um, yeah, I am. I just think that. I think Holmes really finished with 20 plus saves this year. Oh, there, there you go right there. That'll do it right there. So the reason I ask is Aroldis Chapman was available in uh, one of my main events. He was dropped uh, last right. week by Dalton Del Don. Um, there was, uh, you know, people, I think people were surprised by that drop. When you look at it, Dalton has, last time I looked, I haven't let him on the stands in front of me. He had 12 more saves than anybody else in our league. Mm-hmm. He's got three other closers. Um, Chapman was on the on the IL. He needed the spot. Like, I thought it was a pretty uh, defensible drop. I mean, Chapman's hurt. May not get the job back. Hadn't been that good. His team situation is, like, perfect. That He just doesn't need him. Uh, he went for 151. So the bidding was not overly crazy. I was in, but nowhere near that high just because I have like two and a half closers there. I just didn't really need one. And I just don't know. Right. I don't think he's going to get the job back fully, but um, certainly an interesting name to see dropped in uh, in May. It is. I, I understand initial reactions are like, how can you drop him? Right. And then I think if you think about it a little bit more, yep. You know, why should Dalton be able to be required to play one, a man down to everybody else? I mean, Agreed. that's essentially what he'd be doing because he doesn't need him. Yeah. He just doesn't need him. And it gets money out of the free agent pool, which I think is a, you know, a small side effect of that. 150 right. bucks out. I think you probably thought he'd go more than that. But I'm looking at it right now. He has 42 saves. Uh, Dalton does. The next highest team has, has 30. So, like, worst case, one or two teams catches him by the end of the year, but probably not. And he still has – he has I, – I forget who was closing. And I know he has Liam Hendricks and he has two other guys. He has Doval and someone else, Doval. Might have been closer anymore. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. I mean, just in a spot where you've got to do what's best for your team and kind of who cares, uh, you know, what the rest of the league thinks of it. I mean, I, I thought it was a perfectly defensible move. I think it is. I still think, yeah, I still think it is. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I and I wouldn't, I would say I'd go beyond that. I think it's almost an obvious move for Dalton. Yeah, I, I think, I think it made sense too. And it was, uh, so it's, uh, it was, so we went for 151, but uh, the backup was 92 there. So obviously, I mean, I, I, I definitely see bidding on him too. I mean, if he gets the job back, you know, he could be a top, you know, 12, 15 closer yeah, the rest and of the way. So let's face it, half the league needs a guy that, you know, take a yeah. chance on him. In a 15 oh, team sure. league, I mean, there's there's only 23, 22 clubs or something like that. There's a lot of people who are playing with one or one and a half. Yep. Um, Jeff, you got to say right now, we've talked about this a bunch. Is the who's the worst team in baseball, the Royals or the A's? Who 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 are you going with for the worst team? It's not the Reds. It's not the Reds. Uh, okay. Um, you really you don't think it's still the Reds, do you? 
They lost three or four at home to the Nats this week, this weekend. That, the, A's that's lost, bad. the A's have lost six in a row, and they're one and nine in their last ten. Uh, that, that, yeah, they played the Red Sox <laughs> this weekend, so I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass there. But they, um, uh, they're the mo- the A's are the most boring team in baseball. They are pretty damn boring. If, uh, but the Royals are pretty boring too. Yeah. Uh, Every once in a while, Bobby Witt comes up or Sal Perez comes Melendez, like the A's. Do, yeah, the A's they have, have prospects have coming up. Like, yeah. There's nobody where like the A's, when the A's are hitting, I'm like, oh, I better flip it over because so-and-so is up. There's not one guy. And it's I don't I can't remember that ever being the case. If Frankie Montas is not pitch, they are just almost unwatchable, which I don't think I've ever said as an A's fan. It is that bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it, come see Jed Lowry's th- uh, 37th double. I mean, right? It's just it's brutal. And Sean Murphy's hitting under 200. Uh, Seth Brown's. It's just, it's rough all the way around. Uh, we well, talked about, oh, God. Malay's feeds off itself. You know, it's it like, I, I can see Murphy. You know, Murphy might have struggled anyhow. He might have been that bad anyways. But I guarantee you, when you have that whole sense of Malay's, you know the front office is giving up on you, that it probably affects performance. Yeah, you know, you, you don't it. see any fans in the stands yeah. uh, and don't, and I'm not blaming the fans, of course. Uh, yeah. I don't blame the Royals are probably worse now as a team, but I, I, I think the A's pitching is better. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. I think the Royals are definitely more interesting, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. Uh, we, it's funny. We talked about the, we talked about the Astros kind of putting away the AL West. The Yankees are up seven and a half in the AL East. The, the, the Mets are up eight and a half in the NL East. Uh, but the Braves and Phillies are kind of coming all over. Braves have won five in a row. Phillies have won four in a row. Um, do you think one of those teams can make a run at the Mets? Do you think the Mets kind of uh, run away with this thing? Well, they don't have to make a run at the Mets. I That's think true. this is the key thing. Get in the wild card. They have to right? make a run at the wild card. Yeah. The Braves are two games out in the wild card. The Phillies are four and a half. The, I mean, the Phillies are four games under 500 despite winning four in a row. So you kind of like – and three of those were against the Angels at the expense of the Angels. But yeah. they, they got – they fired their manager, so – you know, they fired Joe Girardi. That was, they're getting that, maybe that dead cat bounce. I mean, I, you look at the roster though. I mean, it's, it's not a bad roster. It's ill-formed. It's misshapen, but it's still a roster that has a lot of talent on it. You know, the starting pitching and, and, and offense, they can do those two things. Well, that's usually, that's two, th- that's like, you know, half the equation, maybe, maybe even more, maybe like three fifths the equation. Uh, depending on what role you assign to defense and relief pitching, but defense is hideous. That that's always going to be a problem with Philly. Uh, yeah. And then the relieving the relief situation is just awful. And I don't know what Girardi was supposed to do about that. I've kind of said tongue in cheek, aha, you know, good thing they uh, solved the bullpen by firing Gabe Kapler. You know, <laughs> I do I do think he got kind of scapegoated for how this franchise was built built their bullpen. But uh, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, I, I think that the Braves, I and mean, we've seen that they can make a run. Yeah. We saw it last year. Um, and they, that they're willing to make moves to help make that run, too. The uh, the Bryce Harper stuff is wild. I mean, we know he's playing with an injury that if there was no DH, he wouldn't be playing around. He can't play defense. He can't throw. Um, I think right. the days of Bryce Harper not fully living up to his potential are fully out of everybody's vocabulary, finally. I mean, the dude is unbelievably balling right now hitting 309 13 home runs 39 or 40 rbis 39 runs he has six stolen bases too like just what he's doing with this injury i know that he obviously can hit but i mean he's still got to be bugging him 51 percent hard hit rate 16 percent barrel rate um dude is among among the elite of the elite in every way yeah i the one thing i have him in one of my two mains we do we should we have him tim and i, I want to make sure he gets credit too but uh i'm paranoid about them shutting him down uh, and there's nothing I can do about it. 
just no action <laughs> I can isn't. take. And a keeper uh, league, them, different. them them winning games and playing well is a really good thing for you guys, though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have I do have Harper in a dynasty slash keeper. It's called XFL. Uh, the salary component and it's OBP, so he's even more valuable there. And so I'm super paranoid there. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's it's been fun to watch. I mean, hit the grand slam today. I'm in a spot where like he's got a homer or they lose that game. Like it was that point they were down. I think they were down four at the time. He tied up the game. Yep. It, was, it was it was wild. But uh, so speaking of your main event team, I think it's you know it's June. It's a good time to kind of take a uh, take a look, assess where you're at. Um, how are your teams uh, doing? I know that uh, some people on Twitter talked about me wanting to talk about some of my teams. Uh, yeah, no one wants doing... to talk about my team, Scott. Let, let's, one of my on. one of my teams Three is doing really well. But uh, how are you doing before we get into that? Uh, third and fifth, respectively, in my leagues. It's a good uh, spot. That's a good spot to be in as we start. Play, like yeah. that's yeah. I can. It'll play. Uh, but uh, overall, not. I don't think it's that great overall. Um, I think around two hundred or so. Okay, there's uh, seven hundred something teams. So that's one eighty nine and two thirty six to be exact. Uh, nowhere in the strike. I'm not in the striker zone. <laughs> Goodness gracious, damn war dog. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, are, are you are you the feeling that you're in a good spot though? Do you feel you're kind of just hanging on to those spots? Like how do you how do you kind of feel as we get into the last no, I, I, we got I feel okay. Left, the, so, yeah. so the Vegas team, uh I actually thought was a little shakier. It's doing a little bit better right now. Um and we get Tatis back eventually at some point in time. And suddenly uh, suddenly May has made you feel a little better about not taking Byron Buxton too. Uh yes, that yeah. is also true. I mean, there are other mistakes were made, but yes, that 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 one is not feeling bad. I feel really darn good about taking Jordan Alvarez. Uh, yeah, that that one's the kind of the gift that keeps on giving. Um, yeah, he might be a sneaky best top five hitter in baseball right now. He's just he's so everything fun. he does. He just he just hits it's about all fields. He's so damn good. Yeah, uh, he, he is. He is. You know, Will Smith. I mean, he homered today. He's yeah. fine. Uh, it might not be passing over Bucks, and it could be passing over something else, but. Uh, you know, sure. He, I just remember. I just remember the talk was the how late Buxton went in your guys' league. Yeah, and we talked one about pick that, after but, that. And yeah. Toby's doing better in that league, by the way, too. He's a, he's the Buxton uh, manager. He's he's in second. I'm in third in that league. Uh, and of course, Posma's winning it. So um, Posma's everywhere. I'm in an online championship with him where I'm I'm pretty high up, and like it just I thought it'd be way ahead, and he's just right behind me. It's just it's he's just so good across the board. Yep, he makes a lot of right moves. So yeah. you know, we just keep battling in there, but uh, it's it's fine. Um, yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. Like I, I thought I'd regret holding on to Josh Rojas so long. Rojas has actually played pretty well since coming back. Had had some had some big moments. Uh, we made a couple of little mistakes here and there, but uh, it's it's a fine team. I thought my online team would be a little bit better. Now, and it was for a while. It was really good for a while. I remember that. Uh, yeah, and it's it's tailed off a little bit. We've we've fought a lot of injuries. Eloy being out for a long time didn't help. It just keeps uh, having little setbacks too. It's frustrating. Well, and the other thing is too, it's like we we've got like three or four hitters hurt all at the same time. And we've had multiple instances where we've had dead spots for a while. Yeah, and you can only have so many guys on your bench, right? And yeah, you know, I mean they're in and so, I said yeah. they're all they're all hitters you can't consider dropping. It's not fringy kind of guys either. Well, Adamus and Eloy. Now maybe we should have dropped Joey Wendell. Maybe that that's that was the answer. Uh but we've got a wealth of starting pitching in that league. Our team ERA in that league is 289. We knew it'd be, we knew it'd be a good pitching team. We knew that was starting pitching team. 
been a little wins unlucky, but you know, it's a good team, I think, for the most part. I uh, kind of like when you have one like you're really good stuff because you guys can really focus your fab on hitting. You can really kind of focus your bench on and hitting closers. And I closers know. is what we have to focus on. Because we came out of the draft with a half a closer, Scott Barlow, and a couple of stabs. Right. We picked up Clay Holmes, took us a little long to activate him. That's a pretty damn nice pickup, though. Yeah. So see also. I need Clay Holmes to get 20 plus yeah. saves, so we'll see about that. But, I mean, why would you move him right now unless you felt like he's capable of giving you extra I don't, length? I don't think they move him unless he, like, struggles a little bit and Chapman comes back and starts gassing people. Because the thing with Chapman is the walks are fine when he can go out there and gas everybody at 101 miles an hour. He can walk two guys and strike everybody out, but it's just not the right. same. The, stri- the swing strike rate's not the same. The strikeout rate's way down. He, I mean, he still throws 97, which is, you know, obviously ungodly fast, but – when he used to throw 101, like it makes a big difference. Like the slider doesn't, you can, you can kind of wait an extra, yep. you know, it's not a half second, a 10th of a second on the slider, but for major league hitters, that matters. His strikeout rate's 23%. I know it's a small sample. Obviously he's got what 14 innings, but um, at least the first uh, month and a half of the season, he was a different pitcher. And I don't think money will play a role in their decision yeah, because this is the last year of his contract. Yeah. M- Miguel Anderhoe might argue with that considering Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks are playing over him. Yeah. But what, what's Miguel Andujar hitting anyhow? Uh, um, like 230 yeah it wasn't super special um, yeah, three, three stolen bases though yeah i know and all, oh, i'm like sorry two and a, i take it back he's hitting 270 and is hitting 270 now yeah but only 43 plate appearances before they sent him down on friday but then he's obviously upset about that yeah well and he, he's he's got a 279 obp so in real life he's got a 596 ops why are we all up in arms about this i don't get it because joey gal's hitting a buck 60 or something like that yeah okay fine Fine, you know, but it's not like he yeah, Andujar is the hitter equivalent of Clay Holmes. Right. It's not like he's out there hitting 340 and matching homers right. and they're like, what are you, right. why are you sending me down? But uh, And he hasn't really been good since, what, 2018, something like that? Yeah, no. He's got his playing time is coming fits and starts. I get that. It That's has. part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. So, so my team is up there, as I'm sure yeah. you know. I think I'm fourth overall right now um, on my online team. And it's just uh, – it's been – it's been fun. It's well, and you're really 71st well. in the other team too, for that matter. 70, I think I'm 71st in the other team and doing pretty well there. That one's a little uh, has some more work to be done, but it's funny. You look at the team that you look at the team that's third overall, and like I, I took a I took a dead spot in the ninth round. I took a kill Badu in the ninth round, and it's just literally mm-hmm. dead. I took Tyler Malley in the eleventh round. It's nothing but hurt me in that pick, and I've used him for all those weeks. So it just shows how interesting it is that. And, and then look at Ranger Suarez in the fourteenth round. Like there's a lot of mistakes in that draft, guys who have not worked out. It just shows that. Geez, Bobby Dalback in the 15th round. So that's four of my top 15 picks have either been negative helps or literally zeros. So it's uh it shows how much you could do with a couple of late round picks. Someone people are asking me, you know, what's what's been good about it. It's good to break out. Um I, I Tony Gonsolin in the 20th round and, and Kyle Wright in the 28th round. Like that's just when you get two pitchers like that that have been so good the first couple of months, obviously. Who knows what happens if Gonsolin can stay healthy, if Kyle Wright can stay good. But I mean, you get two guys that you can throw every single week um in the in the 20s it's just it makes a huge difference it makes up for those early mistakes it does it really does um gonsolin's been huge now how did you do a certain draft strategy is there something you did right there that maybe you didn't do and as i as i morphed along and kind of worked on it my draft strategy was pretty much to go multiple hitters early i just liked the I like the pitchers more in the fifth to tenth round than i did paying up for the second third round. i just didn't like after like Scherzer and Giolito went in the second round. I just didn't want, I didn't want Bieber. I didn't want Nola. I didn't want Urias. I didn't want Bueller. 
Um, I didn't want Robbie Ray. Um, Alcantara obviously would have been nice. Uh, I probably would have taken Freddie Peralta. Thank goodness he went to pick before me in the third round. Yeah. I took Bobby Witt there. Has not been great, but stolen some bases. Has come on a little bit lately, but that pick has not been great. Um, then Ryan Presley in the fourth round has been you know, okay. He's pitched, but he's been hurt twice. But then I got uh, I got Tanner Rainey and Paul Seawald late, so I kind of went one closer for a long time also. Yeah. Those guys have both pitched well. They haven't got a ton of saves, but saves are definitely going to be the one spot where – I'm going to have to kind of grind and, and work it out because I've it Presley has to stay healthy. He's got to stop getting ejected from games, first of all. By the way, yeah. that, was, that was an absurd objection. Yeah, of Abs- course it was. And the warning was so dumb. Like you're up four and you kind of, those, he's trying not trying to hit anybody. But um, yeah, like those, I, I need those fringy guys. I wish I got Clay Holmes there. It would have been really nice. I do have Emilio Pagan there, which is scary as hell. And um, yeah, but it's been nice. And then like Joe Ryan was, was huge for me. And obviously I need him to come back. He's still on the, on the COVID IL, Sonny Gray's been great, but hurt twice. Um, but just mostly like just solid. I mean, I took Mookie Betts and Devers the first couple of rounds, and they just been both been unbelievably good. Yeah, I was just gonna say you pound, you pounded the hitting. I mean, you got you got Dylan Cease with all those strikeouts. You got Montas with all his strikeouts. Boys, uh, playing a different team though. Yeah, well, that'll probably happen. Yeah, uh, I, would think I think so. he and Castillo, Luis Castillo, both get dealt. Um, but yeah, and then I, I kind of went boring in seventh and eighth, uh, Jose Altuve and Jose Abreu and Abreu started really slow coming on a little bit, but Altuve's kind of, you know, jumped in with a lot of stuff. I just, I wish I had that Akil, Akil Badu pit, pick back. I just, you know, the speed power was appealing to me. Um, it just, uh, it's, it's been, it's been really, uh, really rough uh, with that one and having him. And obviously I dropped him like three, four weeks, whenever he got, whenever he got sent down, I, I finally dropped him that week. I finally dropped Bobby Dalback the week before, but it's fun being up there. It's a little, uh, I'll admit that, you know, I, I certainly, A, um, you know, str- I wouldn't say stress the right word, but work harder on fab on that team. I think about it more. I I, I look more at, uh, like, I think you and I talked a couple weeks ago, I had that uh, the Cease Mally 14 earned run game, and I'm like, oh my God, this is brutal. But uh, yeah. trying to uh, trying to stay, uh, you know, not as high on the highs, not as low on the lows, and kind of grind it out. I mean, it's, it's June 5th. It's not that I don't like talking about it. I just don't like talking about things when they're going well. I'm not I'm superstitious or anything. I just don't like talking about it. I'm just one of those people that doesn't sure. like the doesn't like the attention. I know that's a little bit weird considering that my name's out there and I do this and talk about baseball, but I'm more just like talking about baseball than myself. But um, it's gone well. It's been it's been fun. I certainly uh, it's uh, it means something to to be up there now. It doesn't mean a lot. You still got four months left. I've been up there high in August and it hasn't worked out. So um, I'm just kind of one of those people that uh, you know if I'm there if I'm there a little bit later I'll, I'll worry about it. But uh, right now I'm just kind of trying to play it like I would any other team. Um. What is your strength in that team, and what is your weakness? Like, uh, strength is uh, definitely starting pitching has been very, very good. Um, my ERA is uh, I'm top of my league in ERA and WHIP. Um, saves are definitely the definitely the concern. I only have 22 saves. I have Presley and like this this triumvirate of Pagan, uh, Seawald, mm-hmm. and okay. Rainey, and like trying to figure out which one to start is hard enough. This week I actually started all four because I had. Uh, I had Joe Ryan out. I had uh, I had Sonny Gray out. Um, I didn't want to start Ranger Suarez, so I just kind of I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take this week and throw them all on. I think I got six saves. Nick Rainey had two. Seawald had two, and Presley had two. So that was huge. But uh, and then uh, RBIs, weirdly enough, like a lot of home runs, a lot of runs, but RBIs have been a little bit tough. So I'm gonna focus on making sure that I get my uh, get my RBI guys. And the pickups have worked out well too. I picked up uh, Trevor Larnick the week before he hit the home runs. I picked up Cole Calhoun two weeks ago before I, before he got hot. So wow, that works. I picked up John Birdie last week. He had what three steals this week, something like that. Yeah. Um, so the pickups have worked well. I think you have to to, to kind of move up there. You've got to have some pickups work out well. 
Um, Ryan Jeffers is concerning to me. He was 0 for 16 this week, so I may need a second catcher at some point. But uh, pretty well balanced overall. I would say that the uh, the biggest uh, hurdle towards competing overall right now would be to was kind of finagling those saves and making sure. That Ryan Presley is probably the most important person on the whole team because if he were to go down again, I'd just be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, I hear you on that. And yeah, that, that was a weird one today, like you said. Uh, it was, I'm just glad it wasn't a save opportunity because that would have been awful to lose it with two outs. In the that's night. right. It was 7-3 they yeah. brought him. So that was that was also – and remember, they, they added the tack on runs in the yeah. top of the ninth to prevent him from getting a save opportunity. So if it had been like 5-3 and he had two outs and nobody on pace and he got ejected, I would have been really pissed. But I was like, all right. And of course, his run scored. The guy came in and walked the next guy and then gave up three hits or a walk or something like that. But sure, um, no biggie there. So, again, I'm trying not to uh, – you know, just trying to go day by day and not get too uh, too fired up about it. But it's uh, it's certainly a lot more fun when you're up there than not. Starting starting well is uh, is is definitely a very good thing. A yeah. um, couple of questions in the chat: Would you uh, would you drop Anthony Santander for Tommy Pham, Joey Gallo, or Michael Harris second? Um, if I were going to do it, it'd probably be for Pham, who's uh, come off this uh, the slapping and calf incident. I think it was a calf uh, pretty well. Um, if, for me, it'd be Pham or Santander. I'd probably go Pham. It can't depends on what you need. If you need some yeah. stolen bases, fam. If it's power, Santander. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good call there. But uh, anyway, let's jump into uh, let's jump into Fab now. We've talked about uh, talked about our teams. How did Fab go for you this week? Let's start with starting pitching. I think it's the interesting spot this week. Uh, the biggest name out there was Edward Cabrera. Uh, he was called up by the Marlins. Pitched really really well at uh, at Coors Field. Um, which is, you know, obviously something that uh, gets everybody's attention. He was only rostered in 19% of the main events. He was rostered in 1% of the online championships. He was not drafted in many leagues, so he's not been picked yeah. up. He would have been picked up last week everywhere because he was getting called up, but he was a lot of leagues he wasn't drafted, so he wasn't available. Um, how aggressive were you guys with Cabrera? Obviously, a ton of strikeouts, but a ton of walks that comes with that is the uh, concern there. Definitely looked good. The first game had a 94-mile-hour changeup. I think everybody was freaking out about on the uh, on the GIF, uh, the GIF Patrol on, on yeah. Twitter. But uh, how aggressive with you? I was at uh, – I went in the – I was at 98, and I was the backup bid. He went for like 197 in my league. But uh, So I was the backup, but not really that close. I was not aggressive enough. 98 would have got him in both of our leagues, by the wow. Both of my leagues, by the way. Went in, 75. in the wrong league with that one, man. 75 to 54 and one and 52 to 48. We're, where was that? We were obviously less than that. He was like my top guy, but I was like around. And one of them, we got copious starting pitching. So keep that in mind. Right. Uh, we yeah. And what, and one of mine, it was the one of the 90% he was, he was uh, actually drafted and held the whole time too. Yeah. One of them. So one of them, we went, we, we went 27 and one of them and 39 in the other. Uh, we didn't get uh, him in either league, but uh, we, yeah. So, you know, unfortunately didn't get him, but would have been nice. Would have been nice. Uh, he was definitely on the list of guys to go after. Uh, we, we ended up being Ross Stripling instead uh, with his two starts. I had uh, him on our list this week. The, the at KC at Detroit definitely uh, jumped out to me as if you're going to take a risk on a two-step. Those are, those are pretty good ones to attack. Yep. Uh, got him in both mains. So big Ross Stripling week here. What could possibly go wrong? That's always what you want to hear in June, right? Oh, we're, yeah. we're big on Ross Stripling this week. Big, big blue horseshoe likes Ross Stripling. Yes, uh, we're, it's going to be tough, but you know, I just don't, I just don't want to get gombered. That's all. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get, uh, you don't want to get Fetty either. That was, uh, that was this week. Eric Fetty was whew, brutal. I think he gave up like ten earned runs this week, something like that. But. Yeah, yeah, it, it can, you can get that way. You can, you know, you're hoping to get like Smelter where. You got yeah, it. that was hey you hey one nothing you on that one. I was like I don't really like that ad. He pitched really well this week. Get 
at least one win, right? Got the win. He only went four today. Okay. So it was kind of a little frustrating because he would have, had he hung around for one more inning when he got the win. But you know, that hang around inning, yep. that can be where you go from two runs allowed to all of a sudden six and you don't get the win anyhow. Yeah, I've been there. Been there many a time for those. It's always like, I'll just get through five. And then you're like, oh, suddenly I have five earned runs on my, uh-huh. on my slate here. But yeah, Cabrera is interesting because Cabrera actually pitches twice this week too. So, I mean, that added to the uh, added yeah. fun. He, get, he faces the Nationals. Then he's at Houston though. So that is a, uh, that's one that like, oh, I'm really happy about that first start. And then you get at Houston and uh, that's, uh, it's kind of a duck and cover start right there. It is. I, it's not like the Dodgers or Mets, I feel like, but you also have a lower strikeout upside too yeah. against them. I, they're all, they're a team that scares me a little bit when you start walking guys too because I feel like they're going to just kind of uh, just they kind will of, walk yeah. they will walk and they, they then you get you know you you walk a couple guys and you know Jordan or Bregman come up and it, it can get scary but that that second starts concerning but um, he's fun to watch I tell you what anybody throws a, a change up ninety five that's that's some, yeah. some bonker stuff stay right healthy there. yeah for sure uh, another rookie that came up and pitched uh, well this week uh, for the uh, for the Guardians uh, Connor Pilkington. Uh, he has another one that like, you look at it like, yeah, I don't know. But then you see the strikeout rate. It was really good in the minors, uh, in 2021 in double a strikeout rate was over 30%, uh, with the, he was with the white Sox. Then he was with the, uh, the guardians, uh, uh, franchise. Uh, you look again, two-step home, Texas, home, Oakland. Like that's a really lines up really well, uh, pitched well in his last start. Were you guys uh, in on Pilkington at all? We had bids. Um, I, my, my enthusiasm is tempered by the, the fact that he's only gone five innings and one outing so far yeah. this year, he has 10 walks and 17 innings also. So, and the name, he should be like Connor, Connor, Connor Pilkington, the fourth. Right. I made he this joke be, in the uh, XFL draft that I did yeah. today, but he should be catting for judge Smales for sure. Yeah. Um, in Cincinnati, uh, talk to me about your boy, Graham Ashcraft coming off a, a good start. Um, I looked a little closer at Ashcraft and I was not overly interested. I was just, uh, I was kind of uh, underwhelmed as I looked closer. There's not many strikeouts. I know he's pitched really well, um, but uh, I was uh, kind of pulled back my bidding after I looked, took a closer look at Ashcraft off the good start. Yeah, I have him in a couple of places. Throws hard. He actually yeah. throws 101. Ooh, so okay. even though the Ks aren't there yet, I feel like they could be someday. Yeah. But there's going to be some growing pains. It's a home start this week against Arizona. Uh, and then a road start at St. Louis. I mean, it's I, it, the problem is that home ballpark. You don't love saying home start, but then again, he pitched well against the Giants in his first time against them. So he could overcome the park. Uh, but then again, he could get Tyler Molly too. The park is really, really playing badly this year, too. Yep. You could get they're, mauled. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're the top. Uh, it's the top field for in, in run factor or park factors. Uh, in home runs by a by a big margin over, I think it's our Dodger Stadium second, and then it's uh, overall park factor. It's number one, and Coors Field's number two right now. That's a, I mean, it's a nasty place to pitch right now. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, Stanford beat Texas State. Jeff going to the uh, do or die game tomorrow against Texas State. That's nice. A big one. I, I I love this level of the fighting to get to Omaha. This yeah. Uh, thing. It's, it's just, tough. You you get the double elimination. You lose once early, and the the road back. And Stanford had to win twice today, then has to win again tomorrow. And it's it, it once you win, once you lose once, that road back is tough. Yeah, and then, actually, this isn't even the super regionals. It's just yeah. the regionals. Super but, regionals is uh, it would be next weekend, but which uh, I also love. I think that's it's fantastic. I didn't I didn't even know really Texas State was a thing. I've been watching these last couple of games against Stanford. Texas State can hit. They got some guys. It's crazy. They can do some. Can mash. There's been some the, some scores posted. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> 
Yeah. What is going on here? It was an Oklahoma Happy State. Football has reached college. And Oklahoma State was the one that scored 29 yesterday or something like that. And they were okay, down, yeah. they were down 12 nothing and won 28, 9, 18 or something crazy like that. It was it was wild. Big 12. Yeah, that day. I guess that day kind of goes across uh, football and baseball then, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, what about in Chicago? Uh, Keegan Thompson is someone who's available and in, in some leagues, uh, some 15s, a lot of 12s. Um, has pitched really well so far. ERA is under two for the Cubs. Now he's at, now he's actually starting games. He started uh, four of his last five outings of his starts. La- two, last two starts, yeah. he pitched five innings. So kind of getting to the point where he can get you some wins and kind of get you uh, where, where all the categories can be met. Um, do you like uh, do you like Thompson, someone who might uh, might be helpful as we go forward here? Yeah, I grabbed him in yogurt like a week or two ago. Nice. Um, ahead of the game. I like it. Yeah, I just I needed pitching badly. <laughs> I don't even know how much ahead of the game I was, but, you know, He's pitching at Baltimore this week, and yep. normally we say, "Oh, at Baltimore," but not even not this year. There started to have been some home runs at the uh, puzzle piece cutout uh, <laughs> yep. part of the field, uh, but yeah, for yeah. for like two months, it was only Aaron Judge could hit home runs over that part of the wall. But uh, right. it's uh, it's uh, it's get, it's getting to be, I think, warming up uh, ball a little bit, it's starting to be not quite as crazy. But uh, you mentioned Stripling. We talked about a few guys here. I think you know Cabrera was obviously the big prize in pitching. Was there anybody else that uh, you guys are really after? in pitching no. this week no it was a tough week to find guys i felt like yeah i felt like i looked like five times and every time i looked it was like ashcraft pilkington cabrera and maybe a little thompson maybe a little stripping i really had trouble finding anyone that was remotely interesting which is uh which is which is tough uh, dakota hudson was available in one of my mains i was the backup bid I've never yeah. been a huge Dakota Hudson person but he kind of just seems to way to get it done but he's never in a never get a lot of strikeouts but Pitches for a good team. Pitches for a team that yeah. gets results out of guys. I, I was in on the bidding, but uh, got up him and like thirteen percent strikeout rate. Like it just—it's a fine line. You better—you better pitch really well because you're not getting strikeouts. I will say the Cardinals are a strong defensive team. Yeah, and so that helps. Yeah, and they're just, at least they—they—they they, they were strong last year. I'm not sure if they're as strong this year because they've had so many injuries. But um, yeah, I think that that, that typically I, I want the Cardinals defense behind my pitchers, so that's good. To the person that uh, posted in the chat about the pitching staff, your pitching staff is absolutely uh, insane. So I think you, I think you're going to be good with that one right there. Those are all all good pitchers right there. Uh, Jeff, let's jump into relievers. But first, a note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you for indulging that. We appreciate the uh, the sponsorship there. Uh, Jeff, relief pitchers, uh, it's, it's been a weird month here. I have a uh, an online championship team that's up there. I think it's like 30th overall, something like that, that needs a closer badly. There's always closers out there in 12s, and they just aren't right now. It's been like no. four straight weeks. I picked up uh, Devin Williams uh, for a week. I've kind of moved back and forth, but it's hard to find guys. There's just not jobs changing hands right now. The, 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 the situations that are kind of muddled are staying muddled. We have a lot of teams that just aren't anybody you want to pick up. Um, was there anybody on the relief pitching side that you were adding this week? You know, Tanner Houck was warming for the Red Sox in the ninth, but it's clear like they may use him a little bit more there, but they kind of like him multi-innings. Um, the A situation's opening up a little bit. Danny Jimenez has struggled a little bit. The Giants is a mess right now. Camilo Duvall pitching the sixth one night, the ninth the next night. Um, Daniel Hudson in LA. Kerry Kimbrell had some mechanics issues, but then he kind of came back well. Any of those names interest you? Was there anybody else you were looking at? What'd you kind of do with uh, with the relief pitching market this week? So Hudson was of interest to us. Uh, Tanner Scott, a little interesting. Yep. I mean, because one X. Orioles relief pitcher trying to get the stab at the Marlins closer job was right. not enough in Cole yeah. Solser and the disaster of a week. I mean, that was a reliever version of Gombert right there, Solser. Yeah. And uh, it was, was it was right out the bat, too. It was Monday, boom, four earned runs. It was yeah, it in was the Monday. seventh inning. Too. Yeah, that's right. And then they not, did not give only him a, comes in early, but gets housed when he comes in. Yeah. And then they did give him a chance to close later in an extra inning game. And he gave up and immediately gave up a walk-off with the ghost runner on, too. Yep. So I mean, it just it was just it, awful all around. So we didn't get Tanner Scott because we actually got Stripling. Um, but we, arguably, we might have needed the closer better so more. So hopefully that doesn't come back to haunt us. But really, I mean, as Hudson was in some leagues, most leagues he was rostered already. Uh, and, you know, it's it's not – it was just ugly. We did a XFL again. We do monthly supplemental drafts. So – a lot can happen over the course of a month. You figure there's going to be four or five closers that you can pick up. There was Clay Holmes. Yep. That was it. And then Colin Pache, who yeah, you know it's... got three saves in the month of May, but or in the last month. But seriously, do you count on him even getting the next save chance? I, I don't. I mean, in Tampa, you never know what's going to happen, but right. I, I certainly don't. I mean, and you mentioned Tanner Scott. Like, I like the strikeouts, but, man, those walks just scare the crap out of me with the closer. Yeah. Like, it's always above. I mean, he's never had a walk rate below 11.5%. It's just tough in the ninth. It's tough when you come in with one run lead and you kind of uh, you start walking people. Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, I added I added Dominic Dominic Leone. Um, I like that. Do you want to indulge Justin Mason first of all? Oh yeah, he, he congrats to you congrats to, to you for having the 69th overall team in the main event and talk about enjoying your good starts and all that, so, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. We're well, moving uh, on. I'll let Justin know that I did listen to the last two minutes of the sleep in the bus podcast. So I am not, uh, not taking any congratulations from him because we have a, uh, we have uh, they were, they were ripping on me for my quote, fake humility. So uh, we're going to, we're going to not, uh, not indulge that. They were, it was him and Paul Spore totally kidding, but it was, uh, yeah. it was funny. I was laughing as we, as they were, as they finished up their podcast the other day, but um, I like Dominic Leone as an ad. Uh, the giants are kind of all over the place right now. Duvall's all over. McGee's all over the place. Tyler Rogers got smoked the other night. Um, 
Dominic Leone is a 29.7% strikeout rate right now and a 4.1% walk rate, 18.4% swing strike rate. Like if you just look at the skills, yeah, everything looks really good. He's given up a few home runs. Um, I think the walk rate has been an issue in the past. He's been over 10% the last three years. One of those is 2020 with nine innings. So I can kind of throw that out. But um, if this walk gain is actually true, he's really interesting. He's pitched the best in that bullpen. I don't trust Gabe Kapler not to, you know, just kind of muddle this up and, and go, go fluid and committee the whole time. But uh, I think Leon's pitching the best of anybody in that in this situation right now. Oh, I'd agree. I'd agree. Uh, I, I agree with all, all points of that statement, too. The not trusting Kapler part sure. could be Jake McGee, uh, for all we know, because he's healthy again, even though he's terrible. But, you know, it's just you never know. And the Giants, they're they're not like, I mean, let's let's face it. They're not the Reds. They're not they're not the A's. They're not that bad, but they're not the same team as last year either. No. But they always find themselves in close games, no matter when they're good or bad. Yeah. They're always finding themselves in close games. I picked up Leon for five bucks. It's one of those things like I'll see what happens the next week uh, and and kind of go with it. But I think he's someone that um, you know might be usable in a if he shares the job because situation too. Like if he can get you know I don't know eight or ten saves, I think it works right. out. Well. If it doesn't, if he's not, he's back pitching the sixth, seventh inning. I just drop him in a week too. I think it was a it was a five dollar stab, but I thought it was the right time to do it right now. I'd agree with that. One other note on uh, Daniel Hudson: uh, Kimbrell pitched two innings today. Yeah, so. Uh, although I think the Dodgers, they finished their 31 and 30 stretch. They're probably off tomorrow, but so it might not matter. But the Dodgers are off tomorrow and they go to uh, Chicago and then back to San Francisco for the weekend. That's a tough trip right there. Yeah, but don't don't be surprised if Hudson gets a chance uh, to pitch at least one one ninth inning here at some point in time. And he's pitched he's pitched really well too. Our Kimbrel's kind of been a little uh, a little sketchy in some outings, um, but you look at Kimbrel. ERA is four and a half, but still a thirty one percent strikeout rate, eight point five percent walk rate. So they're keeping the walks in control, which is usually the usually the key with him. But that strikeout rate's down over ten percent from last year. He's not quite the same guy he was in, in twenty twenty no. at least so far. No, and you know it, that's the nature of relievers too. That, that there's yeah. wild swings in performance. The other name that I would certainly keep my eye on, I actually picked him up in one main event for a couple bucks, is actually AJ Puck in Oakland, um, who's been very, very good. And Danny Jimenez, who has been good, has kind of hit a few uh, hit a few road bumps here in the last uh, last ten days. So he gave up four runs uh, against the Astros. He gave up four runs and two outings against Texas. That's the last two series. So that's eight runs in his last. Uh, I'm doing the math: two and a third innings. Um, has been really good until then, but Puck's, Puck's ERA is like one four something that he gave a home run a day to Raphael Devers, which you know, um, no harm done there. Kind of you know, he's gotten many a good pitcher, but um, I think Puck is at the point where he's pitching really well, and the A's might want to um, see if he could be the guy to close kind of going forward. And I think maybe they give him a shot to do that in the second half. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, what about uh, hitters, Jeff? Uh, first guy I want to mention is someone I picked up last week, but uh, only 68% rostered in the main event. Uh, John Birdie in Florida is playing a lot for the Marlins. Um, they had, uh, they had some guys go on the IL. They've had some guys not playing well. He let off today. Um, he's kind of moves around. He plays second, third, play the outfield. Just someone, though, if you need stolen bases, he already has. We talked about him in remember, 2019 was a big season for him. He had 17 steals and only in about half a season. Um, already seven steals in 25 games. When he gets on base, dude runs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember, you know, was it 2020 or 2019 where 19. he had like 19 where he had the month of birdie yep. basically there. Um, yeah, he, he won some people some leagues in that month of birdie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they just finished their course field trip. So yep. there there is that. But yeah, he's, he's getting the playing time. Joey Wendell's hamstring injury is going to keep him out a while getting a PRP injection for that. Yep. So birdie's got a little bit of uh, an opportunity here. If he can stick the landing. He could keep the job for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, and I think he's a guy that can play in so many spots that they're just like, oh, this guy needs a day off, or you know, Garrett Cooper, or Jesus Aguilar, somebody needs a day off. We'll just throw Birdie in there, and you know, he plays if he plays five times a week. I think uh, he can really help you with steals, and steals are always hard to find. Um, so I, I do like him as an ad, especially we talk a lot about the uh, get the guys that are eligible at uh, at corner and middle, and he's one of those. I mean, you can play him at second or third corner middle is a backup it, it, it kind of saves you a roster spot which is really important you're talking about you know your, your bench right now you got a lot of guys are injured a guy like that uh, can really help kind of save you a spot there yeah it can uh well how do you feel about uh in minnesota alex kirilov uh came up went down had the had the wrist injury has been hitting really well in uh triple a uh someone that was a pretty big prospect coming up hit for a lot of average in the minors in 2018 2019 uh hitting 337 so far in triple a um, a, do you think Kirilov comes up quickly uh, here now that uh, he looks like he's healthy? And how much do you like him if he does get called up? I like him. Um, you know, just trying to guess what the Twins are doing right now is difficult because right. they had guys on the restricted list this week. You know, the, it makes it harder to kind of you know guess who's really hurt, who's just out because they don't they're not vaccinated. Twins right. seem to be one of the teams hit hardest by that actually. Yeah, so, they had five guys that didn't make the trip to Toronto, something like that, and no Pagan, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so funny. I looked today and I was like, "Oh, the Twins one by one." Did Pagan get the save? It took me a while to realize that he wasn't even there. No, he did not get the save. Yeah, you just I, how do I can't get it in my head like, "Oh, they're playing at Toronto." Did he, I just it's one of those things. I just automatically look at the box score. But um, what else did you do with hitters this week? Uh, were you interested in Luis Garcia in uh, with the Nationals coming up? And it looks like he's going to play uh, fairly regularly for them at the moment. Yeah, I mean it's about time we've been talking about this. Like, yeah. why should LCD's Escobar be playing? You know. Uh, why should you know half the half these uh, guys that have no future? Uh, why are they in there? But you know, Garcia he batted ninth today, so we'll see. I mean, he was crushing in the minors though, uh, eight ninety nine OPS. You know, we've talked about this before that one of the big failings with the Nats is they followed up that World Series with letting Rendon go and yep. Carter Keboom not really performing, Victor Robles not performing. Garcia is only twenty two years old. That's one of the things to remember. Like we get a little impatient with these guys. Like, oh, yeah. these guys never develop. Never developed. They barely had a chance to. Crazy because he's been in the minors with them since 2017. So he was that yep. really, really young. Um, but certainly it says his hit for average at almost every level. The only time he didn't was in the majors last year when they did call him up. But I mean, that's you know, first trip to the majors, and he still struck out 70%, so didn't strike out a lot. Um, you know, he feels seems like he's someone that could help you with average. You know, you wish you maybe he stole a little bit more. He's got uh I think he had like one steal in the minors last year. So maybe he doesn't, he had 11 in 2019 in double A, um, but it's hard because he doesn't have a lot of pop. doesn't have a lot of speed. So you have to hope that you really have to hope the batting average runs are there. Otherwise it's kind of a few dead spots there. Yeah, that's true. And so you kind of just, other, like Michael Franco homered, but then again, they, they hit in Cincinnati. We just talked about what a launching pad right. Cincinnati is. And yeah. the, the, the red staff is a, a, a walking, talking launching pad in their own right too. Um, what about, uh, anybody else you picked up hitting wise in the outfield? Uh, you know, Lane Thomas had the three home run game that, uh, was obviously massive. He was available. Yeah. Nomar Mazzara got called up by the Padres. I didn't, I, th- I thought we were kind of done with Nomar Mazzara in our lives. Uh, Jace Peterson in Milwaukee, uh, eligible everywhere has been, uh, you know, hitting for a little bit of pop running a little bit. Uh, I like Taylor Trammell in Seattle, uh, you know, former elite top prospect I think for your reds, right? Yep, he was, uh, they got traded to the Padres and then from the Padres to the Mariners, uh, and it seemed like every time, every subsequent trade, his prospect status was a little lower. 
struggled a lot last season. Has stole like 40 bases in the past. He's got some speed and obviously hasn't come around, but someone that I think is a little bit upside there. It seems like he's playing every day for Seattle. It seems like maybe he's somebody you get get hot for a bit. Who are you guys looking at uh, kind of in the offensive pickups in the offense? Pretty quiet on the offensive sides, at least in the 15s. Brandon Belt we got in one league, actually. In a 15? Yeah, in in the main, someone had dropped him. And, you know, it's not a slam dunk he's going to be back anytime soon. Yeah. Or what version of Brandon Belt we're going to get. There's a lot of different stories the way, way this could go with him. But and there's no he, way he ever gets hurt again, right? Like, no, he's he's <laughs> he'll be a rock. He'll be fine. It looks like he uh, he began some running progressions uh, a couple days ago, whatever the heck that means. He's in the batting cage on Monday. Um, so it sounds like, you know, if that progresses and he kind of doesn't hit any other setbacks, maybe like a 10 days kind of thing. But uh, I think that's mm-hmm. an ad that could make a difference. I mean, someone that was really good last year at 29 home runs last year, finally kind of <laughs> finally had that power breakout we we're waiting for a um, ton of hard contact last couple of years. Uh, I like that as an added 15. If you have a spot where you can kind of um, stash him and hide him for a few minutes. Yeah. Did you, uh, any interest in Austin Meadows? He was 78% rostered in 12 teamers. So he was available in probably about 20% of the online championship leagues. Um, hit his first homer of the season, actually. He hadn't hit one any in Detroit. His first homer in, uh, in AAA on Saturday has been feeling good, though. Like, that's the most important thing. The vertigo seems to be gone. Yeah. Obviously, you hope it sticks that way. But um, tough guy to figure. I mean, he had 27 home runs and 106 RBIs last year. Like, a really big yep. power year, but he hit 234, struggled against lefties. Um, moved to Detroit, has no home runs, no stolen bases through 116 plate appearances. So, I mean, that's killing you if you're starting. I mean, I, you I can't mean the combo it. of Meadows and Grossman has been yeah. gross, man. Um, it really has. Grossman's been brutal. Yeah. I mean, 2020 last year, and it's like 0-0 this year. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, did you look at him at 12s? I don't know if he was available in yours, but uh, what do you do with a guy like that? Does it look someone like, oh, well, you know, the, the talent's been there, the skills have been there. Do I pick him up? Do I figure maybe something's wrong? Like, what uh, – I was kind of in between. I, I put some small meager bids on him, but I wasn't super aggressive about it. On Meadows or Grossman? On Meadows. I would I drop I actually dropped Grossman League. He went on the IL and yeah. I finally just uh finally just said forget it. Smart. Uh, I think with Meadows, I think I have him on like he was on my IL. I'll probably activate him in time. But I'm not happy about it. I yeah. just although I had like I have like ten guys on the IL in that league where it is where it's an IL league, obviously. Uh labor. Where I have just I'm just racked by injury. So happy to have anyone back. Yeah, that uh, it just can get tough, and it snowballs on you, and there's not much you can do. At least you have an aisle. At least you have aisle spots there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, any other hitters? Uh, Jose Miranda came up when Royce Lewis went to the wall. Uh, hit a couple home runs. Uh, Kyle Farmer, your your Cincinnati Reds uh, shortstop, has been coming on a little bit. Um, any interest in, uh, in either of those two guys? Marginal. Uh, Miranda in particular, some some interest. Uh, farmer, I just, maybe I'm too close as a Reds fan that, you yeah. know, I'm just, I know. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll sneak in and hit a homer, but for the most part, it's just low, low power, but you know, he, he's actually had some barrels lately. I think who was it that was writing about him, but I think it was, uh, uh, uh I think it was, I, I want to say it was, uh, Eric Samuel Samuelski. Oh, yes. Uh, and I'm Eric. I'm really sorry if I totally butchered your name. I know I totally did, but uh, uh, his Sunday Tribune, he he writes, and uh, I, I thought that he mentioned Kyle Farmer as like a guy that's made a lot of a lot of, had a lot of barrels lately. Um, I think he is the one that wrote about him. If not, as someone else, well, then I'm sorry too. <laughs> Doubly sorry. 
Yeah, it uh, felt like it was a it was a weird week with Fab. Like there were a lot of like smaller names, but there wasn't a, aside from Cabrera, there weren't like a ton of uh, high bids. But it's weird in my in my Vegas main it is a super active league. We had um, five guys go for over seventy. Dakota Hudson, Trent Grisham was available. In the league went for seventy seven. Eduardo Rodriguez got dropped. He went for eighty two. Garcia eighty seven. Aroldis I mentioned earlier one fifty one. Mm-hmm. It's funny how some leagues just get. Uh, I, I was way off my pitching bids. I wanted to add a pitcher there. I was way off on bids because. Everybody went way higher than I was. I was ready to go, and that just kind of happened some weeks. Yeah, we had two seventy-five dollars ones in one of mine, and zero in the other. So, yeah, funny how it's just being in that particularly now. And both leagues they are very active collectively. A lot yeah. of players, just a lot of small ball being played. Yeah, I had a my both my main events had a ton of bids this week. It was just all kind of there was a lot of uh, bids like under thirty bucks this week because I think people start to realize you know the money's. Dwindling down a little bit, maybe to cut back yep. a little bit. People are kind of sliding, trying to slide people through it at, at, a, at a smaller amount. Yeah, I played a little bit of uh, small ball this week as well. Um, I want to talk real quick before we get out of here about some tough drops. You know, it gets to the season. We're two months in. Uh, you got to figure out if what you want to do with players. And, you know, you took them, you took them high. You drafted them high. Uh, what, there's only so much you can do. You know, that draft price has, has been paid. It's gone. It's a sunk cost at this point. You know, you drop somebody, you got to drop somebody. Uh, starting with Trevor Rogers in Miami. This is one that uh, is hurting me right now. I drafted him very, uh, very high. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was min pick, but close to the min pick. I reached for him. I was at the turn and I had needed a pitcher. Um, I've really liked him last year. It has been really rough this year. Strikeout rates down, walk rates up. ERA is 5-8. He got smoked in cores this week. Obviously didn't start that one, but yeah. – um, what do you do with someone like this, who obviously was really good last year? 2.6 far a year in 133 innings. Um, how long are you waiting for someone like this? It's shown it in the past, but clearly not. there's nothing showing right now at all. I mean, the, the velocity is not down. At least I, it wasn't earlier. I, I need to check his last start. but I, I, I mean, yeah, overall it's the same. But it seems like his, his secondary offerings, his changeup was really good last year. It's just not, not the same as it was last year. No, and I wonder it's just how quickly is that fixable? Um, because it's not like you know, it's not like uh, it's a pitching coach issue. I don't think it is. Sandy's pitched very well, Pablo Lopez has pitched very well. Yep. Cabrera is the hot pickup this week, so yeah. Uh, I'm holding him, I'm holding Rogers. Uh, I'm gonna be pretty stubborn about this one here. Uh, I'm holding him too. I mean, I took him in the, what is that? The four or five turns It's a pretty big investment. Again, that isn't at this point, doesn't really matter. Is that, that Vegas, Maine? That's, or is Vegas. That... that's Vegas, Maine. Okay. Um, but 33% whiff rate in the changeup last year, 22% this year. Um, yeah. It's still a good pitch. I mean, the batting average against still 203, XBA 223, just not getting the whiffs. And, you, know, you don't get those strikeouts. There's guys on base and it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm holding for a bit. Um, I think I'm throwing them this week. They face Washington. If I can't use that, then maybe I need to get rid of them. But uh, right, you hate to drop a guy you took in the fifth round that you you know has as much upside. I think I think I'm a hold for a while. But uh, in a in a twelve teamer, it's uh, it's probably getting close to that bridge. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Someone who I am more willing to drop, and I dropped in twelve teamers, and uh, you know about about eight rounds later is Ranger Suarez. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, I actually have him in my main event team. We were talking about that's that's uh, that's high up there. I had a bid in for – he was actually my drop. Uh, he was my drop for Cabrera. I didn't get Cabrera, so I held on to Suarez. Um, do you see anything here that makes you uh, optimistic about uh, him going forward? Because I really don't. I don't. And I, I actually kind of feel bad that I didn't see this coming. Um, that, you know, last year, even in his breakout season, some of the underlying metrics didn't support the ERA. Uh, yeah. and 
that's that's on me. Uh, you know, and this is a guy that you know last year jumps off the page as the anomaly. It does. You look at it, and like every number sticks out as like so much different than the rest of his career. And maybe I just kind of figured maybe he had found something and figured it out. Like he was so good for so long last year. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's very much on my fringe. I think he's a drop for me in 12s and a the the slightest of ever of holds in, in a 15. But I think uh, one or two more weeks, that might not be the case anymore, depending if I get someone. I think he's uh, he's very close to the drop list for me. At Milwaukee, home against Arizona this week. I almost I'm, feel uh, like this is a... I'm, Last I'm, stand sort of situation here. I'm it's throwing a pretty I'm, good setup. I'm throwing it. If it's bad, he's probably gone. If it's good, he maybe earns a place back. But I think uh, I was at the point where I'm either dropping it or throwing it. And I, I tried to drop it for only one guy, but I would have put more conditions in if I didn't want to throw it. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it, see what happens. And if it, if it's bad, he's probably he probably goes out. He probably goes off my team next week. Yeah, I th- I think that's a fair construction. Uh, a hitter, um, Yohan Mankata in Chicago is someone that. Uh, we were very excited about three years ago. A lot of people were excited about him this year. Kind of thought the bounce back was coming. Yep. Um, he was injured. He's certainly, you know, just kind of back now. But 77 plate appearances so far, Jeff. Uh, he's hitting 135. He has two home runs. He has no stolen base. He is not a stolen base guy anymore. Anybody that, that, that was those are gone. He had two double digit times in the past. He's stolen three bases the last three years. I mean, that's kind of out the window. Hard hit rate is really low, 32.7%. K rate's up to 28.6%. Walk rate's 2.6%. I get it, 77 plate appearances, but they have been a rough 77 plate appearances. Are you on the drop uh, drop bus here yet? Um, on the bench bus, but not drop bus, I think. Okay. I, I think there's a possibility to try to come back too quickly. The team needs me. Other guys have had been hurt. Um, you know, with the timing of his injury was pretty unfortunate. Uh, Jake Berger has played okay. Yeah, um, has had his moments. So had a couple of, they have a replacement. A big home run earlier this week. It feels like when his hits come, they come in big spots at least. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm at least entering the conversation now that of whether to drop or not to drop. But I'm even holding on to him in twelves uh, right now. I just I'm I'm stubborn that way. I'm uh, I used to really like Mankata. He was one of my targets a couple of years ago. I was off this year. I'm. Uh, I think I'm dropping 12 and holding holding a 15, but uh, I just it's it's been a long time of him not just doing just doesn't done much since 2019. Yeah, but you're not put to the test on this one because you not, don't have him anymore. Not put to the test, which makes it a lot easier to make that decision, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, it's it's more fun when you are put to the test on someone. Um, what about uh, in Chicago? I don't think he's quite droppable yet, but Seiya Suzuki um, started really well. Um, has been really bad since in May. He had no home runs, hit 211. Um, he's obviously not, he had two stolen bases. He's throws a few stolen bases in there. He's on the IL now uh, with the fingers hitting him, hitting a batting cage today. Uh, are you still a hold on Suzuki for the time being? His fingers are not like arrows. Sorry, Stranger Things reference there. You don't, I watched, haven't watched that yet. Have I you? watched the first season and um, it was a little too sci fi y for me. Okay, well, then it. It's going to continue in that path, but there's a character that has had a pretty funny line about that. So. I heard the new season was very good. Is that true? It is good. It is very good. Uh, but Seiya Suzuki's had four homers this year. Uh, like the three of them were like in the first week. I would say, did it feel like they were all on opening weekend? Yeah, I feel it, it definitely feels that way. Last 20 days, 21 days, no homers. It might have all been the, that first week. Um, and they realize you can't go middle, middle, middle. Yeah, it's just a little slower, not, not so hard. His uh, uh, his last home run was his last home run was April seventeenth, and he had four in the first four, three in the first four games. Yep, yep. He was one of the big names in baseball, and you know he, he's going to counter adjust at some point, but yeah. he he's not there yet. 
I think uh, I think I'm holding, especially in a 15. But uh, he's probably on uh, on drop watch also. Yeah, it's a tough one because he's injured. But uh, where are you right now? And I don't think you can drop me yet. But where are you on Anthony Rendon right now? He's got this uh, the, the wrist swelling and inflammation are quote subsiding. It sounds like it's progressing the right way. But man, Rendon's been really bad the last couple of years. It's only about 100 games, but he's hitting about 240. He had six home runs last year. He had five home runs this year and two stolen bases. Um, obviously extremely disappointing for the Angels signing him. He's got a 20 home runs total for the Angels in three years. Like it's been rough when he's on the field. It's been obviously rough because he hasn't been on the field a lot. Um, where are you on Anthony Rendon right now? Do you consider him still a, a pretty strong hold or where, uh, where will you be him in like a 12 team? I, I, uh, a, I should have, you know, probably one of those that I'm like, I should have thought about dropping him three weeks ago, but now that I've yeah. gone this far, let's hold him. I have him in. I have him in yogurt, and I was the same way. Like if I look back, like I probably just should drop him three weeks ago, but I've held him now. I might as well, might as well just stick to it. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Justin Mason noted that he's well, he started watching the Americans. He had a, he had a poll on Twitter about what he should watch next, and I was one that uh, suggested the Americans. One of my favorite shows over the last ten years for sure. I forcefully agreed with you on that one. Oh, nice. I like it. Uh, yeah, I thought the last like six episodes of last season were among the best like finale stretches any show's ever had. Yeah, and I think you even mentioned the penultimate season was a little, yeah, little eh. You kind of felt like they knew slow. they had two seasons left. They kind of dragged some things to get to the ending, but yeah, that was the only yep. spot that I thought really, really slowed down. But yep. uh, lastly, uh, Trent Grisham, and we talked, we mentioned that he was available in one of my um, main events. Uh, it's been a rough go for Trent Grisham last couple of years. He really showed well in 2020, I believe, the short season. Uh, he had 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases, and only 60 games. Last year was not bad. 15 home runs, 13 stolen bases, but he hit 242. Hard hit went down. Uh, just kind of the stuff I was excited about kind of went away. Barrel got cut in half. Hard hit went down 5%. It's all gotten worse again. His hard hit rate's down at 27%. He has three home runs. They have a big home run uh, this week and uh, late in the game. One stolen base, hitting 176. Um, I used to love Trent Grisham. I'm kind of out now. I dropped him in a 12, I think. I was in on the bidding in a 15, but really tepid bidding. Kind of the thought that you know maybe uh, maybe he'll get hot again. He's a speed power guy, but hitting the bottom of the order a lot of nights for San Diego. I just uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not in on this one. Finally got his first stolen base. Um, yeah. If he if he was cut, I wouldn't go after him. I That's may not cut him yet, but and definitely. I was put to the test. There's a 15 team. I'm like, do I want to be aggressive about this guy that was taken in the, whatever it was, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th round. And as I look closer, I really don't like what I see this year. I just think, uh, I think it's getting worse rather than better too. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Strike when Tatis comes back, he might be out of a spot. Yeah, he should be. I mean, now Will Myers is hurt right now. So the spot's there, but um, I just don't, I just don't love what I saw. Uh, a couple of quick news and notes before we jump out of here. I guess the biggest news over the weekend was Grayson Rodriguez, the uh, yeah. the big stud prospect that kind of felt like some quotes, like was close to getting called up. I know there are people where there's some saving some fab money, like I'm going to go all in for this guy because they didn't, uh, you know, didn't get uh, George Kirby or someone like that. Um, may not return the season. Grade two lat strain. Obviously, they will be uber uber careful with him. But uh, just a kind of a bummer overall as a baseball fan because I was looking forward to seeing uh, what Grayson Rodriguez had. Yeah, likewise. Uh, yeah, as soon as we saw. You know, you saw the note that, okay, he's gotten pulled and it's with a trainer. So you're like, okay, we know it's not because he's gotten called up. <laughs> right. um, and then, you know, oh, minimum of six weeks. Oh, out for the season, basically. Yeah. Uh, pretty ugly progression. 
It was because he was going to be, he was, his strikeout rates are huge. ERA is really low. He was going to be fun and he was going to get called. It sounded like the quotes, he's going to get called pretty quick. So that's, uh, yeah, it's a bummer there. Uh, Taylor Ward, one of the bigger, uh, stories so far this season on the success side, uh, went on the aisle with a right hamstring stain. Jeff, Joe Adele got called up. Were you in any bidding for Joe Adele? Uh, no, I was not, but a I lot was, of places. Uh, I was not either. And I was someone that liked him early in the year and I'm kind of just, I'm kind of over it right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, strikeout rate was 32% in AAA after going down. Like, yeah, that's it's not just, good. He, he has a ton of power. He can he can hit when he hits it, but, man, the strikeout rate is just going to be – I think it's just always going to be an issue. Yeah. I mean, until it's not, but as of right now, it, it certainly still is. A um, couple of pitching notes. Uh, Tyler McGill, the baby goat as we call him, had a rehab outing on Sunday. Uh, looked really good. Three and two-thirds, five strikeouts, touch 98. Uh, might need one more. Might be back for this weekend, but uh, that's uh, that's big news there because McGill was one of the one of the really good stories the first like five or six weeks of the season. Yeah, and with uh, Max Scherzer's non setback setback, was uh, that was that the weirdest like said like he got bit by a dog on his non pitching hand and it was on his pitching hand and said it wasn't a big deal. It was just yeah. kind of a crazy strange Twitter yeah. when they get reporting stuff. It uh, it always cracks me up, but it, it seems like he's fine. Yeah, looks like it. Yeah. Um, Clayton Kershaw pitched today for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Uh, I think he threw 59 pitches. And Dave Roberts, um, after the Dodgers game, said that Kershaw's next outing will be with the Dodgers. So it sounds like next weekend we'll see Kershaw back uh, back with the big team. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I can you can see it. I mean, like, they, they probably don't want to have too much of Mitchell White. They wouldn't mind actually giving Bueller an extra day rest. Giving the whole staff a little bit a of an extra day rough, rest. Rough week for Walker Bueller. He did not pitch well this week. No, he did with his with his two start week. Yep, I, I think I tweeted this. I don't have Bueller anywhere, so I'm not worried about him. But I'm worried about him. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if you have Kershaw in the league, are you starting him with the thought that he's going to pitch Sunday? He threw 60 pitches today. Thought maybe 75 to 80 next week at the Giants on Sunday. Are you throwing that start if you have to make your decision uh, tomorrow? I think so. I think, I mean, if it's M's pitching staff, no. Uh, but yeah, right for most of us, probably, yeah. Most of most of us mortals are starting him in a twelve team, or maybe I'm uh, I'm seeing what my options are. Maybe throwing a, a closer instead or something like that. But I think in a fifteen, he's definitely a start for me, and probably most of my twelves, he's probably making that start too. I think yeah. with I think seventy five pitches of Kershaw, you have him. Um, who knows how much he's going to pitch, how many starts he's going to make. I think I'm going to want every one of them and, and make sure they're on my team. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, Eloy Jimenez said that they said the quote his legs are not ready yet. Maybe he needs a few more days. Uh, I think maybe we'll see him by the next weekend is kind of the hope, I think. Yeah, I mean, take your time, do it right at this point in time. Yeah, right. It, it, you just don't want any more, any more tweaks there. Uh, both Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill in St. Louis. Uh, sounds like they'll definitely be up by the weekend. Could be activated for the next series. Sounds like both their rehabs are going uh, going well. Tyler O'Neill especially, actually, is kind of ahead of schedule at the moment. Yeah, two-thirds of their outfield is out, so other people have to step up. But I really want to see some more, uh, you, know, you know, all the original starters. I want to see Tyler O'Neill back. I want to see all these guys back. Yeah. Jeff, do you know when Joe Ryan is pitching again? Because I'd like to know. Uh, no, I mean, it was legit COVID apparently. Yeah. He's got a, he's throwing, he threw, I apparently threw off a mound, uh, this weekend, throwing a bullpen Monday or Tuesday might need a rehab start. I mean, that's how far he, he's missed like two and a half weeks now. Honestly, um, so, you want that re- rehab start though. I, you know who his next opponent is? The Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I looked at that and I'm like, I better make sure that I have a ninth pitcher for that spot because I don't think I want to throw Joe Ryan off the off right. three weeks against the Yankees anyway. So I kind of hope he goes down for rehab so I can throw him the next week anyway. But uh, that would be a good arm to get back because he was uh, much yeah, like McGill. He was one of those guys that was really good the first five or six weeks. It was really helpful. Um, it would be nice to get him back. 100%. Jeff, anybody else that uh, in the baseball world that you want to talk about? No. Oh, I just want to, uh, you know, Hey, this is Striker Cast. So, wanted to yeah. uh, congratulate you on your your resounding win. I mean, no, you're you're right. a good start so far. Yeah, it's um, uh, like I said, a good starts better than a bad start. But man, it's baseball. We got four months to go. There's a there's a lot of movement yet to happen. But uh, I'm sure uh, I should rather be uh, I should rather have those two months of stats banked than not for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I can enjoy it and be happy about it without talking about it a lot. So anybody out there, uh, Yancey Eaton, who thinks I'm not happy about it, thinks it's going to be jinx, just a matter. I don't like to talk about it, but I am very happy with the start and enjoying every day of it. Yes. Beautiful. Well, Jeff, uh, always uh, always fun to chat baseball with you on a Sunday night. Um, next week, you're here or not here? Mm, I will be on the Emerald Isle. So I didn't know. No. I didn't know what day. I didn't know what day you left. So we will. Uh, we'll have to. I'm going to find a. Uh, a fantastic uh, host. Nobody can fill your shoes, but I'll find someone to partially fill your shoes. How about that? Uh, thank you. You're too kind. Beautiful. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, hear all about Ireland. Uh, the the, the uh, Twitter handle is at, at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We can uh, we can chat there. If you have any other baseball questions, any other sports questions, always willing to talk there. Uh, thanks to the nice comments in the chat. We always appreciate those. Yep. Thank us for thank us for a good show. All that we really thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching live. Thank you for everybody who's listening on the audio version. Also, um, again, rate review always helps us out. Other than that, hope everybody has a fantastic week. I'll be back actually next Sunday with a guest yet to be named, and uh, then Jeff will be back two weeks after that. Hope everybody has a really great week and take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.